What's kicking, chickens? Welcome back to Can We Fix It? I'm your host, Maura Walsh, joined as always by my lovely and talented co-host, Jennifer the Vulpinator Douglas. How you doing, lady? I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing? I'm fucking so tired. I'm so tired. so exhausted. (laughs) My son has been sleep torturing me for the last two days. Um, And like I said to Jen, the problem is like, my kid is such a good kid that when he acts like a normal eight-year-old, like I genuinely don't know what to do with myself. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) (laughs) It feels very personal. Um, And also with fucking Omicron, like my job is... My job is very intense right now. Um, at the the place that I work, I do a lot of the contact tracing for COVID positive cases. Um, and well, it's a very bittersweet experience, right? Because we are so on top of it and so good and so thorough, um, that we really keep you know, spread to a minimum. Most of the kids get infected outside of school. Um, there's very little uh like transmission inside of school because we catch everything so quickly. Um and the reason that's frustrating is because my son goes to public school where that is not the fucking case. Um and you know up until up until this point working at the job that I work at, like I was just under the impression that that effective contact tracing could not be done. And that was why we weren't doing it, right? Was that it was just like too much, too hard, too whatever, and it just could not be done. Um, Right. It was just impossibility. Right. Because the only metric that I had was the state house who were like, we can't do it. And I was like, that makes sense. We can't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now, like, yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but like it can be done. And so I guess now I'm more frustrated that it's not getting done in the public sector because like, oh, so it clearly, it can be done. You're just not doing it. Um, and of course right. it takes more time, more resources, more people. Um, and when you, you know, like don't want children to get sick, you find the time and the resources and the people. Um, when you don't give a flying fuck about the children, um, as our school board seems not to, you you know, give them barely the budget they had last year and just go Tim Gunn style, make it work. Like (laughs) it's so again, it's like very bittersweet in that like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do my job to protect my littles. Um, I just really wish that people could get their shit together enough in other areas to maybe help us out a little too. That'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be nice. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, we're two, almost three years into this pandemic. I think we've established that that's not going to fucking happen. Um, yeah, nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows what to do. Yeah. They don't it, know how to do it. It's interesting that the population is just like evenly split into like 50% of people are willing to like make a personal sacrifice to make the lives of the people around them better and safer. And 50% of the population is just like, uh, go fuck yourself. Um, and yeah. it's just like, and again, everybody has their own reasons that make sense in their head but at the end of the day your choices affect everybody around you and the idea that there's still a large segment of the population that's like "Mm, but i don't like it but i don't like it so i don't want to do it for me because it's not my favorite thing and i don't like doing things that aren't my favorite things 
That's really that's really unfortunate. There's a lot of stuff that I don't like to do, but I do it too because I have to. Right, like this shit isn't optional, and that's the thing is that like everybody who is at the end of their rope in terms of like, I mean, look at Twitter and how fucking batshit everybody is about COVID continuing, having the audacity to not go away when we have done nothing to stop it. This is bullshit. I know. How dare it? How dare it? How dare it continue Uh, to do what it's doing and infect people when we have done absolutely nothing to mitigate it whatsoever, except say, we're trying, but we're really not. Well, and also, like, I mean, you you look at the state level where you have Dominic Ruggiero, the Senate president, who says stuff like, you know, we're going to be done with COVID by March. Like, oh, did you read this secret? Are you fucking, are you manifesting it? Because you haven't done any actionable thing that says that we're going to be out of COVID by March. And then you've got Joe fucking Biden. Thanks a lot, asshole. Who's like, yeah, this seems more like a state problem. You guys should really get on that. Like, well, what the fuck happened? You had a plan, bro. Didn't, was that the whole thing? You had a plan? That was what you ran on, bro. You said you were going to fix this. Why are the Democrats so goddamn good at just snatching a victory, a, a defeat from the jaws of victory? Like, he was doing okay with COVID mitigation, for some reason, until 2022, it was like the minute it was an election year, he was like, quick, everybody, shit to bed. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. There's just, there's so much we could be doing that we are not doing. And let's be very clear here. If Donald Trump had ever said, or I think maybe he probably did say at some point, and we all lost our shit over it. That it was the state's I think problem? This is the yeah. state's problem. We all would have fucking lost. Yeah, our he did say that, shit. Jen, and Joe Biden retweeted it and was like, "No, it's the federal government's problem." Exactly. Like there's literal receipts right now. <laughs> this is this is not okay, everyone. None of this is okay where we are right now. Here's Just so y'all know, we're like, collectively fucked. And like, I so desperately want to not hate Joe Biden. Right. Because like, I was so grateful that it was anybody other than that fucking Cheeto haired asshole. Like I was so, I was like, you know what? He's not my favorite. He's not who I would have picked, but he's not Donald Trump. Go team go. Like I was willing to give this man the benefit of so many motherfucking doubts. And now in a fucking, in an election year, like bro, this helps you too. get it together. Where he's like, all right. Yeah, he got himself elected, you know, <laughs> and we're at a standstill in Congress, so it's not like anything's getting done there. So it's like, hey, fuck it. Fuck everyone else that's trying to get elected this year, all the other Democrats. I'll be dead in a few years. It doesn't matter. Literally, you know, though, like, too, that's what it feels I like. Mind, I wouldn't mind nearly as much throwing it at the state level if we didn't have Dan fucking McKee running that shit at the state level. Because we've seen the ineptitude that's going on right now. Oh I mean, God. this right what now. Is you mean right for the last calendar year? Shit show. It really, he really is. He's fucking Dan McKee. God, that's a whole nother level of tragedy. That like, guys, we would yeah. update you on Dan McKee's stupidity. Except he hasn't done fuck all in the last three months. So nothing, nothing new for you there, friends. Because he yeah, apparently has decided. Hard that being a governor is a fucking part-time job. Not really sure what that's all about. 
Like, he was all about the fucking press conferences for the first two months. You know what I mean? Where he was like, put me on TV every day, motherfuckers. You have to watch. And now you can't get that guy to answer a goddamn question. I'm not happy. Again, I, I, I had very him. low expectations for Dan, and he's somehow undershooting them. Like, how the fuck? Dan, come on, man. All I have to say is I hope there's some kind of free... I hope we really do have, like, some kind of actual free tuition for, for four-year colleges by the time my son has to go in two years because it's going to be a struggle getting him in because he's in his junior year right now, and he's missed so much fucking school because he keeps getting exposed to COVID and we keep having to keep him home for 10 days at a fucking time until he gets his fucking test results back. And he keeps fucking falling further and further behind in his fucking junior year. And he's never going to get into a fucking college and fucking further his education. And I'm blaming you, Dan McKee. And I'm blaming everybody who won't let these kids who are fucking quarantined for 10 days at a stretch do any fucking distance learning so they can fucking catch up. I'm losing my shit over here. Wait, what? You guys don't have distance learning? No. Wait, like at all? No. Wait, what? No. That's gotta be illegal. That's gotta be illegal. A child has a fucking right to an education. Yeah, they put some stuff up on Google Classroom. But if they teach it in the classroom, like if they learn new things, you're basically screwed. Fuck. So like, so like the, the work is there and they give you the work and they say, catch up on this, but you have to teach it to yourself. So if you learn a whole bunch of trigonometry that week that you're out and you didn't learn how to do it because you weren't in class, you don't have the, there's no like zoom for you to watch the teacher teach everybody how to do it you just get the actual classwork and they're like all right figure it out jesus and you have to catch up on all the work yourself well and the thing that dan could do that would actually mitigate that is like your son is vaccinated and if there were availability of tests then he wouldn't have to quarantine for 10 fucking days at a time he would have to quarantine for two or three days, and then he would get a test, and it would come back negative in a reasonable amount of time, Dan. Seven days is not a reasonable amount of time, Dan. Go back to class. Right. And, like, that's, like, a tangible thing that he could do to help, but, I mean, that would require him doing his fucking job. Yeah. At one point, he was exposed on a Monday, couldn't get a test until a Thursday, got tested on a Thursday, and then didn't get his results until the following Friday. Jesus. So that was almost two full weeks. At that point, he'd gone back after 10 days because it didn't even matter at that point. Right. Over being, he had already, he had, was actually been, he had been physically sick, but he ended up not having COVID. We took some rapids at home. But by the time he had already not had symptoms and had been out of school for 10 days, we already were able to send him back before he even got his results back because he was fine and negative on a rapid. Right. Before we got the PCR back that said he was negative. I mean, this is fucking nuts. We also haven't talked about the poverty angle of COVID, right? Everybody right. and their mother has been complaining about inflation <clears throat> and things like that. We all know that wages are stagnant right now and they haven't gone up. We know that they signed the minimum wage bill, but it's at like a one cent increment over the next 75 years. So good luck waiting for that to make a fucking impact. Um, 
But and it's what it should have been ten ten years ago when we were asking for fifteen dollars. Right. Anyway, right. literally, mean, kind of kind of useless to me now. Thanks for that. Fifteen dollars is now enough for one gallon of gas. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one of the things that you know, I I try really really hard to like drill into people's brains is that like people who were already struggling to put food on the table do not have an extra three hundred dollars a month to shell out for testing and new masks. Yep. And so all of this ineptitude on the government level falls on the backs of the most vulnerable among us. Always, always, mm-hmm. always, always. Um, and, you know, tinfoil hat on. I'm starting to feel like they, they they designed it that way and that they know that it's just poor people that are going to get sick and that that's why they don't care. Um, yeah, they don't give a shit. Now that now that COVID is something that you can like buy your way out of with enough testing and masks and like precautions and stuff, um, yeah. Now it's if it's just poor people, we'll fuck them. And like that's really just I feel like it's not talked about nearly enough. Is like how are people who are on food stamps affording testing and masks? Because Lord knows that it's not like it covers that, and God knows that Dan could have given. All of us Rhode Islanders, a fucking stimulus check doesn't have to come from the federal government. We have billions of rapper dollars that are fucking sitting there unspent. He could have, could still give every Rhode Islander, even if he wanted to means test it and do under whatever, like the asshole that he fucking inevitably would be about it. Like, he has chosen every fucking turn. The people that need it. He has chosen at every fucking turn to actively refuse to help Rhode Islanders. It is a distinct choice at this point. It's really unsettling. He has done nothing. He has done, Dan has done not one single, he's gotten rid of a bunch of shit that Gina put in place. uh, Uh That was actually helpful. Like Governor Raimondo sent every student home with um, student EBT cards that were in the students' names so that kids who were only eating um, breakfast and lunch at school were getting a stipend monthly to compensate for the breakfast and lunch that they weren't getting at school. Dan dropped that program because he does not Oh, that's not happening anymore? No, he doesn't give a fuck about hungry children. Why why would Dan McKee give a flying fuck about hungry children? Hungry children can't vote for him. He does not care about them. Yeah. And then, and then these people have the, these will be the same people that have the audacity to be like, you know, kids only get breakfast and lunch in school. So we should send them to a COVID filled school so that they can eat. I mean, you could send them food, you fucking dicks. You don't have to like expose them to a deadly virus, you fucking assholes. Like there are so many things that he could have done that he has actively chosen not to do that. Like, I really think that Dan does not like being the governor. And he's trying to be the worst fucking governor ever so that he, like, loses by default and he doesn't have to worry about getting reelected. That's the vibe I'm getting at this point. About anybody, though, like, there's not a single sector of people that he cares about. Not one. Like, that seems crazy. I mean, I don't even know if it's just that he doesn't care. I think he literally doesn't give a shit. I think he is so... He's got that small business mentality, that corporation mentality, and he looks at he looks at the rest of us, normal people, and he's just like, yeah, fuck them. Let him struggle. We don't care. And it's true, he doesn't. He looks at people like normal 
poor, you know, normal people and poor people. And he's like, eh, whatever. And just literally doesn't fucking give a shit. And I think that that's, that's so much worse. Um, like literally does not give a shit. But you do, you, you look at it and there's so much that they could be doing. Everyone in Rhode Island could get an N95 mask and a pack of, of rapid tests from our state government. We don't. You know, we had had Honeywell here churning out N95 masks for a very long time. What happened to that? You think we could have con- you think we could have contracted with them and bought cases and cases and cases for our own reserves and had everyone in Rhode Island outfitted with N95 masks? Could have. We didn't. You know, that would have been a co- that would have been a cool thing to do, but we didn't. <clears throat> well, this we this segues nicely into, I mean, we just discovered recently that there's another option for governor, right? No. Yeah. Bill. <laughs> good old Bill. Oh, oh, our good friend. Our good Bill. buddy Bill. Dan, Dan, the forgettable man, right? Bill, Bill, the fucking take a goddamn chill pill. All fucking right. Bill. Fucking Bill. Uh, fucking bill i'm bringing up the thing now bill gilbert let's, for gov moderate let's party have a candidate. chat about bill moderate party candidate for governor he put his cell phone up should we share it should we call him oh my god we should have planned this earlier and we could have called him for a live podcast conversation no i will just recommend that anybody who wants to get in touch with bill can go to at bill gilbert the number four gov on twitter and his his cell phone is just like right in his bio so if you have any follow-up questions if you have any follow-up questions for him after this piece you can absolutely direct those to him. Should I just play the video? Why don't I just play the video and then we can have our reactions? How's that? Yeah, play the video. Bill popped off on us on uh, New Year's Day, just so you all know. Decided to come at us on uh, on New Year's Day, and it was magical, everyone. It was. And Laura's going to play it for you right now. Here we go, friends. Hey, check this out. Riot and Louie are legitimate form of protest. Oh, he's so quiet. According to Matt Brown, according to Maura Walsh and the gang. I call and the gang. Hey, I'm Bill Gilbert. I'm the chairman of the moderate party. And I'm going to start bringing these small little clips to you uh, to kind of showcase Rhode Island how I see it. And right now, we have some very dangerous people in our state that are trying to take over our state. And they have some beliefs that I think are dead, wrong, and dangerous. <laughs> according to Maura Walsh and the Brat Pack and the Matt Pack and Uprise Rhode Island, it's a, a legitimate form of protest to riot and loot. All right, we're going to pause it right there. The full context of that quote, by the way, friends, it's a SpongeBob meme. Feel free to pop off, Bill. <laughs> oh, the fucking SpongeBob meme that says, deep breath in, rioting and looting are profound forms of protest against a system that values goods and services more than human people. Real different. Real different vibe there, Bill. No, I mean, no, I mean. Also, love that. How many times have I made fun of Matt Brown on this podcast? Oh, many. Oh, so goddamn many. I'm very lucky and grateful that he's still my friend and he doesn't seem to care. Yeah. 
Or, or more honestly, he probably doesn't listen and doesn't have any idea that I call him our Lord and Savior, Matt Brown. <laughs> but I make fun of Matt Brown on this podcast all the time. If he were in charge of this podcast, I would say that that man has the best sense of humor in the world. If he were fundraising, can we fix it so that every two weeks I could fucking drag him for his 6% in the polls and his crazy eyes and his like, and his inability to get a single human being that's not related to him to vote for him. I would be really impressed. That man would have the patience of a saint if he were funding this. Exactly. We are co-hosts. We are equal opportunity, you know, shit-talkers here. Exactly. This is just what we do. And we love Matt. We do. Matt is my friend. He is my friend. He's not going to be my next governor, though. I can borderline guarantee you that. (laughs) And I can still gently tease my friend Matt on this show. But he is no way associated with this show. He does not fund this show. I don't believe he's a patron of this show, which, by the way, we should probably nag him about that. Oh, my God. And oh, well, We should make him pay money to hear us roast him on a weekly basis. That seems a little mean. We need to do that. We need to do that. Although, isn't that basically what I did to Blake Phillippe? Yes. So let's, oh. let's, let's see how many people we can do that. Love to. you, friend. Um, but, okay, another point that I want to make is that, like, everybody just forgets that you are half of this podcast. Blame her, too, Bill. I don't know. I like to be able to, I like how I just fly under the radar with all of this bullshit sometimes. <laughs> and I also like how I come right out and I just throw shit right back at him in the Twitter feed. Just, oh, like, my God, that was doesn't amazing. Doesn't fucking answer me. Well, no. Never mind. We'll get to that. All right, Bill. Have at it. We'll get to that. Um, But yeah, Mora, Mora, and her brat pack. Really love that. Yes. Um, Mora and the brat pack. All right, let's pick it up. Let's get it. Let's give it a little bit more of the video. Get that to riot and loot. So, in their pea brain, in their politics, in Rhode Island, and they're asking for your vote to support their beliefs. They believe when somebody and they don't agree with somebody that it's okay to pick up a torch. Pick up a hammer, smash into your hardware store, burn down everything that you've ever worked for, break into your restaurant, steal your Nike shoes. Like somehow, (laughs) instead of inspiring people to change, instead of taking your grievances to court, it's okay to pick up guns, knives, forks, torches, and beat people, cancel people, tear down the society that we know. Okay, why did beat people cancel people and tear down the society that we know all fall in the same sentence sir one of these things is not like the other (laughs) and is somebody trying to cancel us right now by making this video thank you very much are you are you denouncing cancel culture by canceling us right now sir jen i think we need to pick up our torches our guns our forks i think (laughs) I think we need to invade hardware stores and restaurants and Nike shoe locations. I'm going to put on a white <laughs> collared shirt and my khakis, and I'm going to get myself a tiki torch, and I'm just going to start marching everywhere. I'm going to Oh, oh, is that not the kind of marching he was talking about? Oh, oh no! I wonder if he's okay with that kind, oh. like the Tiki George kind. Because I think I'm just gonna walk around and say the Jews will not replace us, and yeah, 
that, and then we'll see oh, if he comes what? out with a video about that. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, Bill. I didn't understand. That's no. not the kind of rioting. Oh, side, oh side I'm, note, I'm so sorry. Side note on that Tiki Torch thing. I you for a minute. I know. Side note on that Tiki Torch thing. Uh, the year that that happened, my roommates and I had gotten our first apartment with like a nice little yard, and we really wanted to buy tiki torches, but we had like this roommate wide conversation about like I'm too white to buy tiki torches. Well, if you're too white to buy tiki torches, I'm too white to buy tiki torches. Exactly. Like, Nobody wanted to buy them. Nobody wanted friends. to go. Want to be the guy that's like, yes, I am very clearly Caucasian. Can I get ten tiki torches real quick? <laughs> No reason. It's, it's not for barbecue. It's not person. for anything bad. Oh my not god! <clears throat> All right, let's let Bill finish out his car rant before we go off. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Not only do they hold these beliefs, they don't hold them just in private and in secret and in back rooms of bar rooms. <laughs> they post them on social media. They believe they're actually a legitimate course of action. They believe this. They, they believe it's okay to put a tent city up on the uh, Capitol Hill. They believe it's okay yes, I to do. break into your store and take your thing simply because they, they don't agree with you. It has to stop. We need to do something about our political divisiveness in this country. I'm Bill Gilbert. I'm the chairman of the moderate party, and I'm going to start driving that discussion into the future, not the past. We have problems that we can fix. We can do this. We can fix these things. But first, we need to be able to talk to each other. And I tell you what, if they think it's a form of protest when somebody disagrees with them, that it's okay to just break in and steal and loot, well, how would they like it if somebody didn't agree with them? Because I don't agree with them, and I don't think it's okay for me to break into their house and take... And it cuts off! And it cuts off! It doesn't even have a good ending! God damn, Bill! Sucks to suck, homie! Bill's the worst! Bill is the worst! All right. Bill is the worst. So many things about this. First of all, like all mediocre white men filming reaction videos, he's sitting in the front seat of his car. Oh my god, I know. These are the worst. I hate <laughs> these so much. Bill, get a lint roller for your shirt. It looks like your dog shed all over you, by the way. He has a hat right next to him with his name on it. He has a hat right next to him with his name on it, just in case he forgets. Yeah, a hard hat, by the way. What are you doing, Bill Gilbert, that you need a hard hat? with your name on it, perched next to you on your seat. Can we also point out that his previous tweet, the last tweet that he tweeted before tweeting at us, was in September. <laughs> he waited. Yeah. His first tweet of the new year was like, listen up, y'all. These two single moms, I don't fucking, they got it too easy. Let's let's take them down a peg. Like, all right, Bill, calm your titties. Yeah, it's like, I don't tweet ever, but get a load of these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> The new year, it's January, and I hate women. <laughs> fuck them. I mean, what the fuck, Bill? And the quote on Come this, on. The, the, the tweet that goes with the video, riots and looting are legitimate forms of protest. How does stealing booze and shoes inspire change? Can we fix it, pod? Beliefs are dangerous, and they ask for your vote. Just bananas. Matt Brown R.I. <laughs> and Uprise R.I. should immediately distance themselves or clarify their positions. Oh, to be a fly on the wall when somebody tells Steve Alquist that I'm incendiary. Oh, wait, I imagine it happens every day that ends in Y. Exactly. Do I'm you think he sick. doesn't know? 
He hosts this shit, homie. He knows full well what raving, what bananas lunatics we are. I bump into Steve Alquist from time to time. I actually, uh, his daughter is in an improv troupe, Kismet Improv, at the Hope Artist Village. Definitely check them out. They are fucking hilarious. Um, and I did a monologue there this weekend, and Steve Alquist is literally the salt of the earth, and he and his wife do not miss a single production of Ayla's because, um, best parents ever. Um, but, like, I bump into him all the time, so, like, he knows full well the shit that goes on <laughs> to this podcast. He's been on this podcast, reluctantly, but he's been on this podcast. <laughs> like, it just, I love that we as women can't possibly have our own opinions. And even as grown-ass adults, when we say something that wrinkles a man's pubic hairs, he has to go and find the man who's in charge of us. Yes, where he's like, Matt Brown, Steve Alquist, whatever man is in charge of these two vaginas, could you tell them to stop? Come get your woman. Could you come collect your women? They're being very hysterical out in public, not even behind closed being... doors. Laura, we're being shrill again. Ugh, shrill again. A complaint that has never been lodged in me before and never will be lodged oh, in never. me again. Never. I used to always, you know, my response would always be, do you think I picked this fucking voice? Do you think that on voice day, I went to God and I was like, give me something between a toucan and a cackling witch. Do you have that? Do you have that available as an option? No, right now. You fucking asshole. Why are you so loud? I don't know. Why are you so bald? Get out of my face. Fucking Bill Gilbert. Bill Gilbert. Bill you got Gilbert my vote. But then again, what with my pea-sized brain, it might not be a vote worth having. You know me, my uterus always impacts my ability to process information auditorily. I'm Vagina so dumb because I'm tiny. just a lady. <laughs> I'm just a I dumb don't lady. I don't even know how to vote. <laughs> Someday, I really just want to spend like a full week just being as dumb as these men think I am. It would be like living inside of an infomercial. You know when the lady can't handle the saran wrap and she's like covering the tube is like around her head and she's like there's gotta be a better way. Like, or when she opens up her cabinet and all the stuff falls out of it and she's you know, trying to juggle everything, and she just turns around with a defeated look and just goes, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just want my whole life to be one big sigh. The forlorn oh. sigh of the infomercial woman before she's gotten her quality new product. Do you have yeah, trouble? My product saves my life. Do you my have trouble drinking wine? Drinking wine and being covered in a blanket, and it's just an old lady like spilling a full glass of wine on herself. <laughs> Try the new Slake It. It's got sleeves. Oh shit, that's a real product. We're gonna get in trouble. Slake it, ladies. The Slake It, ladies. That's our new Twitter handle. Slake It. Oh my god, we have actual shit to cover. We can't just bullshit with each other, Jen. What are we doing? 
Oh yeah, okay. I forgot. We just spent over a half hour on the break, like just bullshitting. We have to stop doing it now, too. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, one. It's our people. It's our people. It's our people. What our... happens? Maybe we should go loot some Nikes about it, Jen. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Bill. I gotta say, thank you so much. Patricia Morgan provided us with a lovely Christmas gift, but you made our New Year's real special. <laughs> You did. You brought the fireworks, Bill. We're really appreciative of it. And honestly, we're not even like one of the reasons that we're getting into all the political dessert right now is because session is back. So we're not going to be able to do fun hour long readings of Patricia Morgan's ill advised tweets and retweets. We're going to have to start covering (laughs) the actual. I want to say work, but we all know that they're not going to do jack shit until, like, May. Um, I've watched three sessions so far. Uh, It's, you know, exactly as I remember the first days being a giant circle jerk where everybody congratulates themselves for the month of December and everybody has a resolution for how dope January is. And then all the people who missed the votes at their desk because literally your only job is to sit at your desk and vote on those bills, but that's hard. Um, then we got to spend 45 minutes with each of them getting up on the mic and saying, hey, can I be recorded in the affirmative on the three votes that I should have hit yes on but wasn't paying attention to? And then once that 45 minutes is up, then you have everybody do their announcements and their congratulations and the marriage solemnizations and all that fun shit. And then we get to the fun stuff. Um, now... Once you're into actual session, like I know I just said that session started, but despite the fact that your government only works six months out of the year, the first three months out of those six months are very much bullshit. We do nothing. We hear no bills. We go to no committees. We get literally no work done. And I want to be clear, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, In the six months that you are outside of session, you are fully allowed to draft bills. You can email the legislative council. You could have all your bills drafted, printed, and ready on day one so that you could then get them signed, submitted, and brought to committees. Um, Your reps and senators choose not to do that. I don't want to say because they're lazy assholes, but I mean a little because they're lazy assholes. Because there's no (laughs) incentive. There's no incentive, especially when you know that your bills don't pass unless one guy says it passes, that it's not based on the merit. It's not based on how many signatures you get. It's not based on how many witnesses show up and testify in favor of the bill. It's based on whether or not Joe likes it. It does. Well, that's the thing. Why are you going to bother? If Dominic doesn't say it's going to happen. Why are you going to waste your whole right. six it months literally off does just making it happen? So fucking disheartening. And I remember looking at one of my colleagues year three. I had gotten a bill back from the ledge council and the language was wrong. And I looked at her and I went, I could submit this as is because we both know that they're just going to throw it in the trash can and that it literally doesn't matter if there's typos or if the language is wrong because they're not ever going to pass my bill anyway. I said, but I can't bring myself to give my B quality. (laughs) And so I have to redo it and have it be the way I intended it and have it be perfect and have it be right just so that they can throw it in the fucking trash can. 
you know, like it, it's hard. It's disheartening. I get it. But at the same time, y'all choose this every year when you choose a dictator instead of a speaker of the house. Like it is fully within your power to change this system. I tried to change it every single fucking day that I was there and y'all fought me tooth and nail on it. Fine. Go fuck yourselves. But then I don't want to hear you complain about how shitty the system is. You picked this system. You picked it over and over and over again. Just food for thought. Um, that makes sense. But one of the fun things that happened on day one of day one of session, Brian Newberry and Brandon Potter picked right back up in their battle of the century, their beef to end all beefs. Um, I love their beefs. I love their beefs I always, so much. I always I, I get a good little chuckle out of their beefs. I, I, I enjoy these. I also really like when Blake hops in because then it feels like the whitest fight you've ever seen. Like, just try describing that. So Brandon and and Brian were, like, fighting with each other. And then Blake was like, oh, my God, you guys, you have to stop. And then Brayden came in and Brayden was like, yeah, that's really fucked up. Like, doesn't it very much sound like... It's silly and it's fun and I it's love great. it. It's just so it's the best thing ever. Reader's Digest version. Brian Newberry got up on a point of personal privilege, which is to say he got up to clarify something that happened outside of session that bothered him. That's basically what a point of personal privilege is. It happens when somebody tweets something nasty about you, and because it's not on the record, you can't bring it up. Because it's not germane to anything. So instead, you, you stand up and you say, point of personal privilege. And then they go, okay. And then you go, um, so-and-so was mean to me on Twitter. And I just want to say that was, like, super fucked up. and like, not cool. Okay? Not cool. It's, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it's high school. I've mentioned this. So, like, it's a stupid, it's a stupid thing that you can do. But, like, it, you know, it's for, like, settling beef, essentially. So Brian Newberry got up on a point of personal privilege, and I would love to tell you what that point of personal privilege was, except Brian is very fucking talky. (laughs) Very verbose man. He's a lawyer. Why use two words when you could use 22? You know what I mean? And so he goes into, like, way more context than anybody wants or needs. He's like, so in sixth grade, actually, let's take it back a little further. In third grade, you're like, um, and all of a sudden, in the back, you hear, point of order, and the point of order is sustained, and it is Brandon Potter being like, uh, what's his point? Is he gonna make a point? Is he gonna, like, get to his point? So, Speaker Shikarchi is like, I mean, I don't, I personally don't know what his point is. I assume he's getting to it and I'm going to give him the leeway to get to it because like in that room, you cannot start laying down rules about whether or not somebody is talking too long because they all talk too long. Every one of those people loves to hear themselves talk. So if you set the Maybe precedent... Maybe the in the butt is on the first day then. <laughs> Once again, it always breaks down like this, Jen. You're on Team Brandon. I'm on Team Brian. It's very funny because I don't... I'm never on Team Brian. And yet, whenever it's a matchup between Brandon v. Brian, I'm Brian all the way. So I've always got Potter's back on these because it's valid, man. 
Well, so here's the thing. At the point, the point at which the speaker says, yes, I get that he's being wordy, but like sit down, shut up and let him do his thing. That's when you sit down, shut up and let him do his thing. <laughs> this motherfucker, point of order, two more times. <laughs> and I'm just over here like, first of all, if you thought his point of personal privilege was taking too long, you literally just made it three times longer. <laughs> if you're bored, go take a pee break. Like, what the fuck? Like the rest of us do. Anytime Brian got on mic, I'd be like, this is a great time for me to refill my water. Like, you make excuses. You're like, oh, I gotta pee again. I know I just peed, but he just talked. Now I gotta pee again. Like, you don't have to fucking listen. God damn, homie. That shit made me laugh so hard. And every time when Speaker Shikarji was like, yeah, I mean... Like, an, like, just like an exasperated school principal fielding complaints, you know? Just like, yeah, I mean, I get it, but, like, he's technically not doing anything wrong, so just leave him alone. <laughs> but couldn't you, like, get to the fucking point, man? I don't know <laughs> that you are... I, I don't know what the, what the, like, process of that would be. Like, I make a motion that Brian Newberry shut the fuck up and get to the point. You know what I mean? Because it all has to be done in that proper, weird, shitty way. You know what? That's it. I want to run for rep just so I can sit there and be like, can I make a motion that Brian Newberry get to the fucking point? Just so I can say those words. Because that sounds amazing. I just... Uh, I think it was Will Ferrell, who said, I could never be in an actual presidential debate because I think it's frowned upon to start your response with, listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> but I do love the idea of just like bringing the salt to the state house in a way of just like, point of order. Uh, what's your point of order? Oh, uh, what the fuck is this? Yes. What the like, fuck you is should this? be able to do that. Like, why? And why can we not? Oh, my God. So, yeah, high quality. High fucking quality. Um, moving moving right along to uh, to the actual political vegetables that we have for you guys today. Um, the new Rye Rank came out. The 2021 Rye Rank. General Rye Assembly. Rank. Rye Rank came out. Um, I feel like... My thoughts about how accurate Rye Rank are are directly proportionate to whether my friends are in the top three. I agree. I like Rye Rank today. When my friends aren't in the top three, I'm like, Greg, you did it wrong. Your system sucks. Yeah, today I'm like, Greg did it right. I like Rye Rank right now. Rye Rank is great. Greg did a great job because all my friends scored high. I'm looking at the top ten and I'm like, oh, he nailed it. All right. So on the Senate side, and now here's the thing, is this is an overall score. So this includes your score for civil liberties, open government, <clears throat> environment and climate. Um, and then there's also separate scores for how available you are. Um, so whether or not you have social media, how many town halls you do. Um, and then finally, um, there's one for a uh, leadership vote. And that is whether or not you voted for the shitty garbage leadership that um, that remains in uh, in the House. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. The leadership vote is just whether you voted for leadership or not um, on the actual vote, because I guess some people walked on it. So 
Um, in first place, no surprises here, Senator Sam Bell with an overall <laughs> score of 85.9. Um, I think the only thing that he scored low on was open government. He did okay on open government. Everything else he was excellent on. Um, second place, you want to do that one? Is our other favorite person, Tiara Mack. Mm-hmm. I know, who scored a 72.5 and did excellent also, except also in open government. And, and social media. Probably on social media, but I see you're quite active on social media, so I'm not entirely sure about that. It just says, okay. But, I mean, Sam is really super active on social media. So if you're going by Sam Bell standards. Yeah, if that's the president, I mean, then. Yeah. No one's going to make that. He is a prolific tweeter. I'll give him that. Exactly. Uh, Kendra Anderson in third. She's got 70.6. Um, she got dinged a little bit because she didn't have any town halls. And I feel like that zero really hits her hard in the overall score. Um, Mm -hmm. but, and this is leeway that I'm willing to make in this year. Um, I mean, hosting a town hall in a pandemic is probably a little fucking irresponsible. Um, I imagine that Sam's is at a higher rate because he probably did virtual town halls, like the fucking overachiever that he is. And then yeah, I know Sam and um, David Morales both did town halls, and I know they did some indoors when they were when COVID was at a lower rate, and then they did some outside. But they also live in areas too where there are more there's more open spaces and parks, like like community areas. It's harder in some places. Like I don't have a community park. Right. In my district, it would be hard to do a town hall in my district outdoors, um, where where people from all over could come because it's not as dense of an area. It's not like so you you do have to think about things like that when it comes to town halls. But yeah, you could do a digital one. So there is that too. <clears throat> and then rounding uh, out the top five, we have Cynthia Mendes. Nailed it. Seventy point three. Also got dinged with open government um, and social media was just okay. But, hey, still scored fairly fantastic overall. And then my boy, Jonathan Acosta, fifth place with a 64.6. He also got dinged on open government and social media. And he got a zero for town halls, which is probably what did him in. Um, I do want to point out, because I think this is very funny, that Gail Golden is in sixth place, even though she didn't do a full, <laughs> even though she didn't do a full year. Exactly. Amazing. That's our Gail. That's our Gail. That's our Gail. Um, Go Gail. And now rounding out last place, bringing up the rear as always, Elaine Morgan. Fighting for uh, 29.4. Really solid, solid fucking score there, Elaine. No doubt. Terrible at social media. Hates the environment, open government, and civil liberties. That's a new and interesting one for you. Um, and just so none of you accuse us of being dishonest, technically in last place is Janine Calkin. 
Um, but I, on a personal level, am not including her in Rye Rank for the year that she was in a fucking hospital bed. Weirdly, I don't count that. Call me a dick. Jane Calkin spent a year in a hospital bed and still was able to show up for the first day of session the other day. Did she Unlike really? Morgan, did Unlike she Morgan, really? Did not because the Republicans did not show for the first day of session because they didn't want to wear a mask and take a test. So moving on to the rep side. Um, we're running out of, how the fuck did this episode get this long? You and I got real talky. I don't know. Let's go through these quickly. All right. Um, first place on the rep side, David Morales with a score of 77.4. He got dinged on open government and that is literally the only thing he got dinged on. Yeah, he's great. Killing it. And then Rebecca Kislak is number two, got a 77.1, also dinged on open government and social media, but she still scored okay. Ooh, got a zero on the leadership vote, though. Not cute. Yeah. Not cute. Um, We got my girl, Brianna Henry's, go purple, that's your purple, um, 70.2, third place. Uh... She got an okay in open government, an okay in social media, and town halls. Town halls is what did her in. It happens. You got to be a well-rounded fucking legislator. I get it. It sucks, but, like, I like this system. I I know. It's it's good. Then we have Brandon Potter at number four at 67.4%. Did fine with everything, but got dinged on open government, social media, and... Have some town halls, but according to this, not enough, and got dinged on the leadership vote. And then, and this one kind of surprises me, because she's a little, she's, I did not realize that she voted this progressively. Deb Ruggiero. Um, yeah. 67 score overall in fifth place. Um, she's got, she got dinged for open government, um, but she's great on the environment, um, and she also got dinged on the leadership vote. <clears throat> Mm. And then, then honorable mention, honorable mention, number six, Marcia Ranglin Vassal at sixty six point nine, and also got dinged on open government and no town halls and on the leadership vote. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I didn't notice that before. Not cool. I will say, there's no town, there's no town halls for Marcia, but she does do a lot in the community, so this I feel like that should have some very, weight. very, very, very true. Um, well, that rounds out the tops. Oh, oh, wait, no, I have to give the bottom. Obviously. I, oh yeah. Um. Oh, I want to do the bottom. I'm doing the bottom couple. I don't even care. Uh, Greg Constantino dead last with a score of twenty nine point seven. Closely, uh, closely on the tails of <laughs> Ramon Porntabs Perez with a score of 32.7. And finally, nobody's favorite representative, Arthur Corvisi, rounding out the bottom three with 37.2. How much do you have to hate people? Oh my God, zero social media, zero town hall, zero on the leadership vote. Homie, you are good just like God. actively working at being the worst. Not good. Well, friends, we're all Even caught worse up. than Justin Price. I know. It's How real sad when you did that? worse than Justin Price. Dude, and the bottom three are all Democrats. Wah, That's wah, really wah. Up. 
That's not Shame what you want to see. on them. That is not what you want to see. See, here's my only context for Greg Constantino. When we were having budget issues at the state house, this asshole suggested <laughs> that all of us reps and senators work for free. And I what? was like, hi, you're independently wealthy and a dickhead. Absolutely not. What? Yeah. This no. is my health care, you fucking sack of shit. Especially wow. because if you offer it like that, do you realize what that makes the rest of us look like? What a dick. Oh, dick move. Dick move, Greg. Also, Total for the four move. years that I w- was up there, he always, uh, whenever he walked by, he would say, hey, girls. And that really pissed me off. I'd be like, I popped a child out of my vagina. I think I qualify as a woman at this point. Couldn't even hit me with, yeah. hey, ladies. Hey, girls. Hey, old yeah, man. Gross. How are you doing? That's gross. That is gross. I honestly, the older I get, the fucking less tolerant I get of that kind of shit. Where I'm just like... Mm-hmm. Homie, I have, like, underwear older than your child. Like, where the fuck do you get off calling me, like, girl or young lady? I fucking hate that one because that's always fucking, like, soup. It's never said in a nice way. It's always said in a super fucking condescending way. Young lady. Oh, it's always condescending as shit. Yeah, no. Yeah, so. Well, boys, it's a real bummer at how bad you did, boys. Yeah, we need to start throwing a little bit back at them. I'm telling you, man, they need to, they need to start understanding the kind of horseshit that we deal with on a daily basis. You could not walk a fucking minute in my shoes, let alone a mile. Although I would love to see you try because you would look like a giraffe in stilettos. Let's do this. (laughs) Ugh. Anyway, that was a delightful episode that. It was. That just flew right by as they often do. Um, you got any plugs? I have any plugs. I have nothing. No plugs. No plugs. Zero. Um, we do Zero have a whole plugs. bunch of dope ass guests lined up from people who are running to office to people in the healthcare community who want to talk about uh, COVID to uh, I think we have a safe site person who wants to come and talk about the the policy for uh, for substance abuse and and how that's been affected over the course yep. of COVID. We've got we got so much shit on deck. Be prepared, we friends. Do. Be prepared. Put a mask on. Get your fucking kid tested and vaccinated. Be safe. Be healthy. And be a good neighbor for once in the last three years. Please. For the love of God, just be a good neighbor. 